Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. All right, today I want to speak on the subject ideas for multiplication. What is our theme this year? Our theme this year is multiplication. So I want to speak to you about ideas of multiplication. How many want ideas that will bring multiplication in your life? Oh, all of us. Then I'm speaking to the right people. And my message is relevant to all of us. Amen. Now, I want you to know that God's plan for your life is wholesome prosperity. I repeat, God's plan for your life, you and I, is wholesome prosperity. God wants us as his children to experience all-round prosperity. What is this all-round prosperity? This is when your spirit, somebody shout spirit, your soul, somebody shout soul, and your body, somebody shout body, have prospered because a human being is a tripartite being. You are a spirit, you have a soul which lives in the body. All right? So God wants you to prosper in your spirit realm. He wants you to prosper in your soulish realm. And he also wants you to prosper in your body realm. The Bible says in 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So you can see from this verse that God's desire is for you and I to experience wholesome prosperity. So wholesome prosperity affects your spirit, affects your soul, and affects your body as well. So, I know you have this question in your mind. So, what is this prosperity of the spirit? The prosperity of your spirit simply means that you have a very robust relationship with God. It, it, it means that you have been reconciled to God. Your spirit has been made alive through the work of the cross. Because the Bible says in Mark chapter 8 and verse 36, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? So you can see that your spirit is very precious in the sight of God. And that is where pros real prosperity begins from. That if you gain the whole world and lose your soul, then you have lost everything. So the prosperity of your spirit means that you are born again and you have a good relationship with God. Because without Christ, you are a poor man. Let me say that again. I say without Christ, you are a poor man. Without Christ, you are a poor woman. Because if you die, you are lost forever. Hallelujah. Secondly, the prosperity of the body, I'm sure everybody knows what it entails, the prosperity of the body means that you have good health. You are healthy. Your heart is working very well. Your kidneys are functioning well. Your liver is functioning well. 
your bones are okay, your tissues are okay, your muscles are okay, you can see, you can hear, you can speak, you can feel, you can touch, your body is full of good health. It is also prosperity. You see, the inventor of all these gadgets that we are using, especially the Apple products, his name was Steve Jobs. He had a lot of money, but he was always sick. He was in and out, you know, of the hospital. Of course, eventually, you know, he died. He died and left behind billions and billions of dollars. He had a lot of money, but he couldn't enjoy, he couldn't enjoy the money. So his body was weak, his body was frail, he was always, you know, taking leave from work to attend to his health. So it's not just enough for you to have a lot of cash, but also you need to have good health that you can be able to enjoy the cash. Can I hear an amen? amen. Not to enjoy in hospitals, to enjoy life because you enjoy good health. Can I hear an amen in the house? So may God grant you good health this year. I say, may God grant you good health this year in the name of Jesus. You will not be admitted. Maybe you don't need the prophecy. I should prophesy to myself. I shall not be admitted in the name of Jesus. I declare over your life, you will not be admitted this year in Jesus' name. You will not be sickly in Jesus' name. You will not be bedridden in the name of Jesus. You will enjoy health, good health. In Jesus' name, shout aloud, amen. And those who are sick and you have a chronic disease, may you be healed even in this service today. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke every disease in your body, every sickness, every form of ailment, every form of weakness in your system. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I send the healing virtue of Jesus to flow in your bloodstream right now. And kill all the viruses, all the germs in your bloodstream in the name of Jesus. Receive healing in Jesus' name. Shout a louder amen in the house. What is the prosperity of the soul? The prosperity of the soul is the health of your mind. The health of your emotions. Those two areas are very important. The health of your mind and the health of your emotions is the prosperity of the soul. Your mind is healed. Your emotions are healed. Because God wants us to experience all-round prosperity. So your spirit is healthy, your body is healthy, but also your soul is healthy. You are emotionally healed, but at the same time, you are intelligent. Talk to me, somebody. You're emotionally healed, and at the same time, you have a stable mind. Because you can have all the monies in the world, but if your mind doesn't work right, you will not enjoy the monies. Are we together, somebody? So, your spirit and your soul is where ideas are formed. Your spirit and your soul is where you conceive great ideas that are meant to bring multiplication in your life. Your mind, which is part of your soul, is the womb of creativity, imagination, and thought process. That's why the Bible says, as you think, so are you. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
So you can see that your mind is very important because that's where you process stuff. That's where you process ideas. So ideas can be born in your spirit, but also ideas can be born in your soul. And your mind is part of your soul. So the spirit and the soul are very, very important. That's why you should be healthy. That's why you should be healthy in the soulish realm so that your mind can think straight. You see, if your mind is disturbed, if your mind is unsettled, if your mind is not warped, you will have great ideas. But if your mind is warped, your mind is corrupted, your mind is unstable, your mind cannot think straight, it doesn't matter what you see, and it doesn't matter what is presented to you, and it doesn't matter what is downloaded in your soul and in your spirit, you will never implement it because your mind cannot comprehend it so that it can help you to implement it. So your mind is very, very important. Your mind needs to be healed. Praise the Lord. You know, when we go through different kind of experiences, our hearts are affected, but also our minds are affected. Because you see, the mind, somebody said the mind is the largest muscle in your body. The mind keeps on expanding based on the experiences you are going through. It's just like if you go to the gym and you start lifting weights, your muscles begin to grow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, those who go to the gym in January. Then by February, they have run out of steam. So the mind also is a muscle. As you go through experiences, the experiences that you go through can either shrink your mind or expand your mind. So when your mind shrinks because of negative experiences that you have gone through, it becomes very difficult for you to be creative. That's why your mind has to be healed. Your mind has to be renewed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Isn't it? So your mind needs to be changed. Your mind needs to be transformed. Because everybody I can tell you, the way you behave, the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you cook ladies, is a function of your mind. Look at your neighbor, how they are dressed. You're looking at their mindset. The mind is the womb of creativity. The mind is the womb of imagination. The mind is the womb of your thought process. Put your hand on your mind and say, Father, heal my, hand, my mind. Say it again, Father, heal my mind. Renew my mind. In Jesus' name. So when all these areas are healthy, your ability to conceive ideas, as I've said, and implement them is... Uh, when this, sorry, when all these areas are not healthy, your ability to conceive ideas and implement them is greatly hampered. Now, can we go deeper? The world which we live in is not influenced by money. Let it sink. The world is influenced by ideas. Money doesn't give you ideas. It is ideas that gives you money. 
All right, let me go back again. Because some of you are still like, what? The world is not influenced by money. The world is influenced by ideas. Because money doesn't give you ideas. It is ideas that give you money. Unless you want to cut corners. But if you are to go the right way, you begin with ideas. And then money follows. So if we are going to influence our world, if we are going to influence our world, we need to have ideas. If we are going to increase greatly, if we are going to progress in life, if we are going to multiply in various aspects of our lives, then we need to have great ideas. We need to conceive great ideas that will bring multiplication in our lives. The inventions that you see in the world today, those are ideas. Projects, uh, projects that we see in our communities, those are ideas. Technological advancement that we see in our world today, those are ideas. Life-changing policies, scientific breakthroughs that have dealt with many of the challenges that we used to have in the past, all those are ideas. What I am holding in my hand is an idea that was in somebody's head. Which is now bringing him money. That's what I'm telling you. It's not money that influences the world. It is ideas that influences the world. You are not seated on a chair. You are seated on an idea. You are not wearing clothes. You're wearing an idea. Because somebody looked at you. And he saw your shape. And he felt sorry for you. And he said, I will solve his problem. I will solve her problem. You understand? That's why when you go to shop, there are many options. What are those options? Ideas. Because somebody knows, somebody who is... generously endowed will come. Someone who is lean will come. Someone who is short will come. Someone who is tall will come. So these are ideas that this person has in his mind. So when he's producing his product, he knows you are going to come. And when you come, you will bring... Talk to me. You bring what? You bring money. So look at your neighbor and tell them, I've just realized that's why you are poor. You, you don't have many ideas. You can never be wealthy if you are only consuming ideas. Can I repeat again? You can never be wealthy if all you do is consume ideas. You must come to a place where you say, I must also conceive an idea that will bring multiplication in my life. Can I hear an amen? 
The cell phone you have in your hand is an idea. That somebody had. And you saw how busy you are. You are moving around. And then you have to go to the telephone booth and you queue. Waiting for the person who is in the booth to finish. But the person in the booth has called his girlfriend. And he's talking. And you can even hear the conversation. Aki sweetie, where, where? And maybe you, your heart has just been broken. And he said, I have an idea. I have an idea. Instead of the booth, I'll produce cell phones and put them out in the market and make sure that everybody has a cell phone. And when everybody has the cell phone, what will they give me? They'll give me money. Then somebody thought and said, because they have a cell phone in their hand, I think they can do banking on their phones. An idea. Then somebody said, because they have a cell phone, let's introduce another, another, uh, another uh, product, M-Pesa. So they don't have to carry cash. But as they enjoy the M-Pesa services, they don't know that as they are transferring money from one phone to another, the person who brought the idea is doing what? Is making money. Oh, look at your neighbor, tell them, neighbor, are we going to survive this sermon? Ideas. And I pray this year that God will grant you some fantastic ideas that will bring multiplication in your life in Jesus' name. If you believe it, lift your hands and shout, Yes. Three types of people in the world today. Number one is the poor. Well, it's easy to say minus me, but by the time I'm done, you realize maybe. <laughs> the poor are always complaining about lack of money. If you find yourself complaining so much about lack of money, just know you are poor. Let me repeat that statement again. If you find yourself all the time complaining, there is no money in Kenya, there is no money, there is no money, the economy is bad, there is no money, there is no money, we are sufferers, there is no money, must suffer us, must suffer us, there is no money. My hustler. You are poor. You are in this category. Oh, Kenya is hard. Kenya is a concrete jungle. Oh, Nairobi is hard. We shall die of poverty. We are finished. What's going to happen to us? You are poor. And some even go to an extent where they start blaming others. The reason why I'm poor is because of the government. The reason why I'm poor is because of politicians. The reason why I'm poor is because of Look at your neighbor and tell them, I owe you nothing. Nothing. I owe you nothing. 
Oh, we are poor because the rich are taking everything. Where were you when they were taking everything? You have to wake up. There are people who are even 40 years old. 40 years old. And you are still blaming your father for your poverty. Why is this side very quiet? Are you in church this morning? 40 years old. You are still blaming your mother? You are still blaming your father? Oh, he didn't do this for me. He didn't take me to this school. He didn't do this. And you are 40. You have beard. A lot of beard on your chin. And a lot of hair on your chest. And you are still blaming your father for your poverty. Come on, wake up. Shake your neighbor for me and tell them, wake up. Come on, wake up, wake up. So the poor will always complain. Complain about no money, my father, my mother. They didn't give me land. They didn't leave a business for me. They didn't give me a car. He didn't give me capital. They didn't help me. They didn't do this for me. Look, nobody owes you anything. And the earlier you realize, the better it is for you. Yeah, just know that you're on your own. You either sink, float, or you swim. Tell your neighbor, choose between the three. <laughs> you sink, you float, or you swim. Me, I choose to swim. This year, I see you swimming above turbulences in the name of Jesus. I see you moving forward. I see you multiplying greatly. I see you coming out of the poverty bracket in the name of Jesus. Shout aloud, yes! Oh, yes. Tell your neighbor, I have to come out of this thing. You know, when you read the story of Lazarus, sit down. Lazarus, the poor man. You remember Lazarus, the poor man? Who was taken to the house of a rich man. And the Bible says that the rich man never gave Lazarus anything, which was very bad, very wicked. That was a wicked rich man. Because he was swimming in opulence. But he never gave Lazarus anything. Read your Bible. The Bible says that Lazarus used to wait for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. So that means the rich man never gave Lazarus food. He didn't say, okay, Lazarus, you can have that. Lazarus was just there waiting for the crumbs to fall off from the table. And when we read this story, sometimes we always say, okay, let's wait for the end. And we say, okay, yes, he was poor, but at least at the end he enjoyed. Which is good, which is true, and which is nice. Because when they died, the rich man found himself in an unfamiliar territory, he was suffering, and Lazarus found himself at the bosom of Abraham, and he was enjoying. Isn't it? But the fact remained, Lazarus suffered on earth. He suffered on earth terribly. Couldn't even have food to eat. He suffered terribly. I know in heaven, we shall be given new bodies. But before we get there, please, we need to enjoy something here. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. 
Am I the only one here? How many are saying we want to enjoy here as well? I prophesy this year marks the end of your poverty in the name of Jesus. You will enjoy life on earth before you get to heaven in Jesus' name. Somebody shout, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah, you should not suffer here. Then you're only waiting to get to heaven. What if it takes you 80 years to get to heaven? And I am telling you, there are things if you don't enjoy here. <laughs> yeah, that, that place is another level of enjoyment. And look, that is if you make it. Because even getting there is not an easy thing. So we celebrate Lazarus because he made it to heaven. But let me tell you, the fact remains. He suffered here on earth. And I pray for you, you will not suffer here on earth. Some of you, I declare to you, your suffering is enough. Who am I preaching to in this house? I declare your suffering is enough in the name of Jesus. I terminate every trace of poverty in your life in Jesus' name. From today, may you begin to go higher. I say, may you begin to go higher. I say, may you begin to go higher. Shout a louder, amen. Give somebody high five and tell them, I will not be poor. In Jesus' name. Number two. Another group of people we have in the world is the rich. Someone say the rich. Oh, it's good to see you. Yes, you. It's good to see you. Man. Ah, tell your neighbor he's talking about me. <laughs> so the rich... How many want to be rich? Wow. Beautiful. Hey, lift your hand again. How many want to be rich? Wow. All of you want to be rich. Will you still serve God when you're rich? Now, the rich think about the things they own. And they love showing off. I got you now. They love showing their big toys. They love showing their beautiful houses. Private jets. Watches. Belts and shoes. Money. They can even do a post on social media to show you money. They can do a, a post, you know, to show you that they are riding a very expensive motorcycle. When they're in the first class in the plane, they want to show you. And they will say, ask my maths teacher. Where am I? (laughs) 
when they go to beautiful places, they will want everybody to know. Trying to show off. The first time millionaires are crazy. They are worse. They will want the world to know they have made their first million shillings. Those are the rich. Very proud. Very arrogant. You meet them on the road and you just know this is a rich person. Hmm? They overtake you and then they stop. And tell you, you know, I can buy you, buy your car, buy your tires, buy your wife, buy your children, even buy the seeds that you have not produced yet. And they tell you, next time you see me on the road, give way. How many want to be rich? Oh. What happened to my hands? <laughs> Father, what happened to the congregation today? Who wants to be rich? Where, where are the rich? I'm not seeing the hands I was seeing. As the message progresses, you are beginning to be very careful. You're waiting for point three. How sure are you you're in point three? <laughs> Luke chapter 12. Let's look at the attitude of the rich. Verse 16 to 20. Luke chapter 12. Then he spoke a parable to them saying that the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. This is a rich man and the ground was doing fantastic. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Since I have no room to store my crops. Verse 18. So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns. I will, I will build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul. Soul. You have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. In short, pigashere. You see, he's not even thinking about God. He's not even thinking that even what he has stored, it can get finished. He's arrogant, he's proud, and he's banking his entire life on what he has already accumulated. That's the attitude of many rich people, especially rich Africans. Look at how God describes him, verse 20. But God said to him, God is speaking now to a rich man. God said to him, fool. This night, you are so, the one you are saying is should eat, drink, and be merry. This, soul, this night, your soul will be required of you. 
then whose will those things be which you have provided? So the guy was so proud, thinking. You see, rich people also think they can buy life. They believe they can buy everything. They can buy justice. They believe they can buy life. They believe they can buy freedom. They believe they can buy so many things. So it gets into their head and they think that money is everything for them. Please, I want to ask a question. How many want to be rich here? Please have a few people who want to be rich. Some of you are banking on the third point. You might be surprised. <laughs> so many people, especially who have been poor, when they smell richness, this becomes their attitude. All of a sudden, they have a voice. All of a sudden, pride rises in their heart. All of a sudden, they treat, they treat everybody else like trash. All of a sudden, they want to throw their weight around. When they get to a place and they are not recognized, it's a big issue. They make a lot of noise. They cause a fuss in a meeting. Why didn't they recognize me? They don't know who I am. They don't know how much money I have. They don't know I can even buy the entire meeting. <laughs> Those are rich people. Let's go to number three. And see if you're in number three. Number three is the wealthy. How many want to be wealthy? You guys know, I don't trust your hands anymore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, many of the times you might not know a wealthy person is even around you. You might be eating in a restaurant with a wealthy man, but you don't know. Because someone who is wealthy doesn't have to prove a point. Doesn't have to show anything. Doesn't want to try and throw his weight around because he knows that he's already wealthy. You know, when I was single, <laughs> when I was single, there was a particular hotel I used to eat there, especially the days I didn't feel like cooking. In fact, the owner even knew me because I was eating there a lot. I was a regular in that restaurant. I will not tell you the name of the restaurant. That's a true story. You see, when you're single sometimes, cooking is not very easy, especially for a man. It's not very, very easy. I remember the first time I cooked chapati. Is it to make chapati or cook chapati? I don't even know which word to use. Is it to make or to cook? Where? The first time I, I made chapati. Yeah, the, the, the thing was not round. But I still enjoyed it. It was not round. I tried everything. Thing was not round. And then by the time I was done making the chapatis, I couldn't even eat. I was already full. 
So I said, after going through all these things, now I can't even eat it. No, so I had to go out and walk like for two hours to come back and eat. So I decided, why wait, waste two hours? Okay, three hours making and then getting ready to eat the chapati. So you go to that hotel and eat your chapatis and go home. Anyway, I used to go to that hotel every now and then. And I remember there was an old man who used to come to that hotel as well. Old man, he could sit in a corner somewhere, ask for his food. He eats quietly. And then he goes, eats quietly. And then he goes, eats quietly. And then he goes. And then he was eating a very simple meal. Later on is when I realized, oh, this was a very wealthy man. He was a very wealthy man in another town. I got to know that when I visited that town to go and do ministry. And I met the daughter who was in that church and was explaining to me the father, how he looks like, showed me and said, I know this man. I've been having lunch with him. <laughs> Wealthy people, they will never prove a point. Rich people, you will know them. They want to show you, I've got money. But wealthy people, wealthy people are very, very quiet. They hide and thrive. In fact, most of them are very humble and they come across as very shy people. They can't like even engage you, you know, in a conversation. Very, very simple people. I met a gentleman who was going to work for Facebook and was very excited when he was given that job. Facebook is owned by Mark Zuckerberg. And so they were going to meet him because he was going to meet the new employees who have joined the company. So the guy, I mean, dressed up. I'm going to meet a very important person. Dressed up. He was sharp. He was looking cool. Then he went and sat down. Then he was asking, so, hey, so where, where, where is he? Somebody told him. He said, no, 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 the, Mark. He was seated next to Mark, and he didn't even know. Because Mark came with a t-shirt, which is not even branded. Plain old t-shirt, funny jeans and some sneakers. So many smartly dressed people are trying to prove a point. <laughs> but wealthy people, I'm telling you, they are very quiet. You will not even know. You will not even know them. Yeah, you can be somewhere eating and you're eating with a billionaire and you don't even know. One time, Bill Gates came to Eldoret and people didn't even notice this is Bill Gates. And he was walking on the streets. He wore a very simple t-shirt, whatever. He was alone, no security, no nothing. He was just walking on the street. So then you go in the evening, you see in the news, Bill Gates was in Eldoret town. And you say, ah, I passed somebody like But look at rich people when they arrive. 
So how many want to be wealthy? Are you sure you will deal with your pride? Why are the wealthy wealthy? The wealthy are wealthy because they conceive ideas. And they are busy trying to implement them. Let me say that again. Why are well, the wealthy wealthy? Is because they are always conceiving great ideas and they are busy trying to implement them because they know that you don't chase money, but you go after ideas and ideas will attract money in your life. Let's look at a biblical example. Genesis chapter 26. Are you understanding what I'm preaching today? Genesis chapter 26. Now, I'm not saying you should not be smart. You just be smart. But don't try to be smart to prove a point. And make sure you've paid for everything that you're wearing. There was a famine in the land. Can we read together? Beam it on the scripture. There, on, the, on, the, on the screen. There was a famine... In the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. What is that, ladies and gentlemen? That is an idea that God is dropping in the heart of who? Of Isaac. He tells him, do not go to Egypt. He's giving him direction. Do not go to Egypt and live in the land of which I shall tell you. Remember there was famine in this land. So Isaac was thinking of relocating because it, it was a concrete jungle. Because money was tight. Because taxes are up to the eyeballs. It's time to relocate to Uganda. Or Norway. Because things are thick in Kenya, isn't it? But God, don't go. I know there is famine, but don't leave. I know things are tight, but don't go. Everybody is migrating, they are going. But for you, Isaac, I'm giving you an idea. It doesn't make sense. It goes against unconventional thinking. Sorry, it goes against conventional thinking. It is unconventional. It tells him, stay. In a place that was ravaged by famine. Verse 3, it tells him, dwell in the land. Stay. Dwell in the land. Cut your neighbor and tell them, dwell in the land. Stay. Dwell in the land. And then he says, I will be with you. That means if he leaves, God will not be with him. But if he stays, even if there is famine in the land, God promises him that I will be with you. Dwell in the land and I'll be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I'll give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. Verse 4. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven, and I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 5. 
Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments and my statutes and my laws, so Isaac, so Isaac, so Isaac dwelt in Jira. Why? God dropped an idea in his heart. God told him, I can see you are panicking. You are thinking about your family. And I can see what you are planning to do. But this is an idea I'm giving unto you. Stick around. All right. Let's jump to verse 12. Did Isaac obey? Yes, he did. Can you go back to, back to verse 11? Let's see. Okay, verse 12. So, he decided to stay. Then Isaac, let's read together. Then Isaac sold in that land. Which land is this? The land that has been ravaged by what? By famine. The land that is becoming desolate because of the harsh climatic conditions. God tells him to stay. And when he decided to stay, he said, I might as well just keep on working. So he decided to sow in that land. He decided to work the land. He decided to do something about the land. Oh, Lord, help me preach today. You see, sometimes you don't need things to make sense. Sometimes all you need is an idea. And if it is a God idea, no matter where you are, when you put it to work, it will work for you. And he sowed in that land that was ravaged by famine. And the Bible says, and, can we read together? And ripped in the same year, not after three years, not after four years, not while waiting for the rain to come, but he ripped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Same, same land that was ravaged by famine is the same, same land that Isaac sowed in because he was depending on the idea that God dropped in his spirit. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I want to prophesy over some people here. This same, same Kenya, where everybody is complaining about, crying about, is the same, same land that God is telling you today, if you can work it, if you can work on the idea that I'm going to drop in your spirit this year, you will also be blessed in Jesus' name. If that is your prophecy, reach out a bit in Jesus' name. This same, same ground, this same, same land, this same, same country that has produced millionaires and billionaires, this same, same country that has produced landlords, this same, same country that has blessed some people, even me, Lord, give me an idea. I also want to be blessed in this country. I also want to prosper in this country. I know things are thick, but because of your idea, I am going to make it. If you're the one, shout a louder, yes. Slap your neighbor and tell them I have to make it in this country. I have to make it in this city in the name of Jesus. The ground must hear my idea. So if the idea is from God, sit down. It doesn't matter where you are. 
If the idea is God-given, that's why you should pray for ideas, I'm telling you. If the idea is downloaded in your spirit and in your soul, it doesn't matter where you are, you will still be blessed. I say you will still be blessed. I say you will still be blessed. I say you will still be blessed. I prophesy over this congregation that out of this church, God will raise millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires and landlords, people who will own property. You will be blessed by sowing in the land. Shout a louder yes in this house. Tell your neighbor, watch this space. This is my year of multiplication. You are going to multiply lands because of a divine idea that God is dropping in your spirit. You are going to multiply your rental houses because of an idea that God is dropping in your spirit. You are going to multiply and have a fleet of cars because of an idea that God is dropping in your spirit and in your heart. You are going to have multiple businesses. Am I preaching to the right crowd in this house? Because God is going to drop an idea. Somebody shout, Lord, give me an idea. Sit down. Can we finish the scripture? Next. God blessed him. May God bless you. Ah, I say may God bless you. As you get the idea and download the idea and start implementing the idea, may God bless you. May God bless the work of your hands. May God bless your efforts. May God bless your business. May God multiply your finances. Shout a louder amen in this house. By the way, I'm not blowing hot air. I'm speaking the word of God. Because God is dropping ideas in the spirit of people here. In the soul of people here. You are leaving this service loaded with ideas. That will activate multiplication in your life. I decree that you will never be poor. Your children will not be poor. Your lineage will not be poor. Your family will not be poor. We refuse in the name of Jesus. Under this action, may ideas be birthed in your spirit. And in your your soul if you believe it shout yes somebody shout ideas 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 shout again ideas 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 this is 2024 by the way it is not 2023 your head was empty but 2024 your day is going to your head to be full of ideas your heart is going to be full of ideas Am I preaching to somebody in this house? Verse 13. The man. You will be the man. <laughs> I say the man. Began. To prosper. You know I can stay there and preach. And I can tell somebody here. Who believes in this message. That as I'm preaching you are beginning to prosper. Because you have already started believing in the message. I know it has not manifested yet. But something is already shifting in the spirit. God has already shifted you from a level of poverty. To a level where you will begin to prosper. Give somebody a high five and tell them congratulations. You have just started prospering. Oh my goodness. I declare an anointing to begin. To prosper. 
as ideas begin to form in your spirit and in your heart you are beginning to prosper i see you making steps in the spirit because you've started prospering in the name of jesus and you're moving forward you're not moving backwards and i'm so glad because this is the month of january it is the beginning of the month the beginning of the year which marks the beginning of your prosperity as january is started and the year has started and you are in january i declare that you are also beginning to prosper from this point onwards in the name of jesus somebody wave bye to poverty tell poverty 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 you will not catch up with me because from today i have started prospering somebody say he began he began he began touch three people around you and tell them you are beginning you are beginning you are beginning you have started the journey I, 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 I. you have started the journey of prosperity I bring all of you under the cloud of prosperity the man began to prosper secondly he continued because of an idea he didn't just start but he continued this thing you're starting today it is unstoppable your momentum of prosperity is unstoppable as you begin prospering i declare nothing will stop you nothing will hinder you nothing will hamper your momentum in the name of jesus if you believe it shout a louder yes in this house you know i have seen people start prospering and then they get to a place it's like they hit a bump have you seen such people very rich then all of a sudden something happens they start coming down and everything they hold on to also comes down with them they try to hold on to this, it comes down with them. They try to hold on to this, it comes down with them. But for you, that will not be your story. Because this is a divine idea. From today, you're going up, 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 up. Who are the people I'm preaching to in this house? From today, you're going up. Shout, I'm going up. So when he began, he was poor. When he continued, he was rich. But there was a level. <laughs> Until he became. Tell your neighbor, that's the wealthy level. Father, I pray, push my member to that third level. Where they will be very prosperous. In the name of Jesus. Elevate somebody here to that level where they will be very prosperous in the name of Jesus. Grant them ideas, Jehovah God, that will make them become very prosperous in the name of Jesus. They will not be poor. They will not just be rich, but they will become very wealthy. If you're the one, give God praise in this house. Next verse. For he had. Why are you standing and I've not finished preaching? Yeah, 
For he had possessions of flocks. You see, the Bible can't even quantify. Tell your neighbor, that's another level. Of flocks. Did you see how Solomon prospered and was wealthy? Until his budget for a day, they were slaughtering a hundred sheep. That is just sheep. You're not mentioning other animals that were being slaughtered. A hundred sheep every day for people to eat and they eat until they finish. Some of you, I pray from today, food will be none of your worries. That amen is very anemic. I say food will be none of your worries in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, there are levels. There are levels. There are levels. There are people who don't even think about food. There are levels. And may God push us to that level. So that even our prayer points can change. This year we are changing our prayer points. Let me try this side. Maybe they're understanding what I'm preaching. I said this year we are changing our prayer points. Your prayers will be intercontinental. Global prayers. Not prayers about food and clothing. Let me try this side. Okay, let me try this side. I say your prayer points are changing this year in the name of Jesus. Hey, they have woken up. Can I come? What do you want me to say? <laughs> I say your prayers are changing this year. You'll be praying for big things. Big things. Somebody shout big things. flocks. Even if you eat a hundred goats every day, you can't finish. Possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. You, you only have one servant. And even that one, to manage that one is a problem. Especially in January, you are praying that that servant can come back. It was one of your prayer points in the prayer and fasting. Lord, remember my house manager. Touch her, Lord. Touch that to come back. Minister to her. Father, cause her to have a problem. And the only person she will call is me. <laughs> but you are graduating. I said, this year you're graduating. Some of you, God will elevate you to a place where you will have a chief chef in your house. With servants in your house. To prepare for you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Shout, yeah! Where is our verse? And great servants. Until, this is the part I love. Until the Philistines. They envied him. They looked at this guy and said, he's prospering too much. Until they started having some envy. If, if nobody is envious of what you have, I just want you to know and let you know in a very diplomatic way, without insulting your intelligence, you're poor. But this year, 
I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching to a few people who are saying 2024, my story is changing. This year, prophesy that God will bless you until people will envy you in Jesus' name. Your idea will bring multiplication until people will talk about you in Jesus' name. If you are the one, jump to your feet and shout a louder, yeah! Tell somebody next to you and tell them it is okay for people to talk about you. It's okay. But make sure you know why they are talking. It's okay for people to be envious of you. It is okay. Why are they not envious of you? Because May you be so wealthy until your enemies have a meeting to talk about you. The more they talk, the more God elevates you. The more they talk, the more you are blessed. Because my Bible tells me no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Whatever they say, it cannot touch me. Whatever they plan, it cannot touch me. Whatever they connive to do to you, it will not happen. Because you are protected by Jehovah God. The one who gave you an idea to become wealthy is the same one who is going to protect you. Shout aloud a yes. Tell your neighbor, why are people not envious of you? Why, 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 why? Why are they not talking about your dress? Why are they not talking about your car? Why are they not talking about your job? Why are they not talking about your business? Why are they not talking about the monies you have? It's because there is a level you have not reached. Wealthy people have influence. That's why when they talk, people take what they have said and try and break it down. To understand what a wealthy man meant. You talk. And this is the Bible we are reading. I'm not giving you my own stories. This is the Bible we are reading. We have to claim this. This year, by the time it gets to December, your life will not be the same. Refuse for your life to be the same in the name of Jesus understanding what I'm preaching to you today. By the time we hit December, when you look over your shoulder, you should say I'm wealthy. At least all of you should say I am not poor. That's the bottom line. You should say I'm not poor. I'm not wealthy, but I am not poor. Praise the Lord. Receive ideas. I say receive ideas. Right now, receive ideas in the name of Jesus. Somebody speak in tongues for a minute. I'm done. Receive ideas in the name of Jesus. May God drop an idea in your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I feel an anointing here. My God. Shea, brother. If you need to come to this altar, I want you to come and cry to God for an idea. For your business, for your family, for your life. 
for your next level. An idea that will totally revolutionize your life. Come and kneel and cry out to God. God, I need an idea. You dropped an idea in the life of Isaac and it totally changed his life. I need it, Lord. When you get here, cry to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. He's your helper. He's your helper. He's your savior. He's your provider. He's the one that provides ideas to his people. Your life has to change. In the name of Jesus. Your life has to change. Your business has to change. Today is your day. Oh, brother. Yes, yes, Lord. Lord, we cry out for ideas. We cry out for great ideas. In the name of Jesus. Even those who are standing, I know you need ideas. But maybe your pride makes you not to come to the altar. But all of us, we need ideas. Let's cry out to God right now. In the name of Jesus. Download something. Download an idea. Download a great idea. In my spirit, in my heart, Lord, I need it. My life has to change. My family has to change. My finances have to change. In the name of Jesus. 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 Cry out to God. 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 In the name of Jesus. Everybody in this house, tell God, I need an idea. This month of January, as the year begins, I need an idea. I need an idea. I need an idea. A divine idea. An idea of multiplication. Oh, release it in my spirit, in my heart, in my spirit, in my soul. Release, Lord, a divine idea. An idea that will bring multiplication in the church, in my business. In my ministry, an idea that will bring multiplication in my life, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Drop it in their hearts. Drop it in their spirits. Drop it in their soul. Oh, yes, Lord. May they make a shift financially. May they make a shift financially. May they make a shift financially. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Business ideas. Business and ideas. Entrepreneurship. Business ideas. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Service providers. Great ideas. Great ideas. Great ideas. Yes, yes, yes. You will deliver your family. You will deliver your children from clutches of poverty. You will deliver your lineage from every form of poverty. You will deliver your house from every form of poverty in the name of Jesus. Nobody in your lineage will be poor. Nobody in your lineage will be a struggler. In the name of Jesus, may God grant you great ideas. May God release great ideas in your spirit, in your soul, in your heart. All life-changing ideas to bring a turnaround in your home, in your house, in your business. In the name of Jesus. Things must change. Things must change this year. 
Your finances must change this year. Your level must change this year. Oh God, ideas. Oh my goodness. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. We are crying out to you. We are crying out to you. We are crying out to you, Lord. Our lives have to change. We are crying out to you, Lord. We are the altar, Lord. Crying out to you, Lord. Drop something in our spirit. Drop something in our soul. Drop an idea in our soul. Drop an idea in our minds that will catapult our lives to the next level. Lord, we have been stagnant for years. We have been stuck for years. We've been in the poverty bracket for years. But we pray that this year, ideas, great ideas, are being born and birthed in our soul, in our spirit, to move higher, to go higher, to move higher, to go forward, in the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Oh, Help us, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we stand here. We've had your word. We receive your word, Lord. You have promised us in your word that you are the giver of ideas. You gave an idea to Isaac, an idea that was unconventional, an idea that didn't even make sense, an idea that went against all business principles, an idea that went against farming principles. You told him to stay in a place that was ravaged, dilapidated, that was under harsh climatic conditions. And when he followed that idea, when he obeyed that idea, he prospered. He began to prosper. He continued prospering until he became prosperous. I prayed, I pray, Lord, that right now, drop some ideas in their hearts in the name of Jesus. Drop some ideas. Write things in their minds right now. Open their eyes to see the things they need to do. The company that they need to open. The business that they need to start. The direction that they need to take. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. Give them the strategy right now. Business strategy. Ministry strategy. Whatever they need, Lord, to turn their lives around. Farming strategy. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that as the idea is dropping in their spirit and in their hearts, their lives will change. Their finances will change. They are leaving this altar having begun to prosper. In the name of Jesus, receive divine ideas. Lift your hands right and receive divine ideas. Father, release the ideas in their hands right now. In the name of Jesus, receive divine ideas. Oh yes, for your business, for your company, for whatever you're doing, receive divine ideas. May God begin to write, may God begin to write some things in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Ideas that will change your life. Ideas that will change your finances. Ideas that will bring increase in your business in the name of Jesus. Ideas
prayers that will propel you forward this year. Yes, Lord. By December, yes, Lord. oh, your level will be different in the name of Jesus. Yes. Father, we receive the ideas. We receive the ideas. Receive them right now. Receive them right now. God is writing them on the tablet of your heart right now. God is impressing some things in your life right now. God is beginning to tell you something. Some of you are feeling an anointing. It is God confirming that he's doing something in your life. You are feeling the move of God upon your life today. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Father, touch them in the name of Jesus. Touch them in the name of Jesus. Release the power. Release the idea right now in their lives. In the name of Jesus. May he write it. May he write it. May he write it in your mind, in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. May he write it. May he lead you. May he guide you. May he order your steps right now in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Everybody here, lift your hand and receive. God is doing something here. I feel his power and his glory here. He's touching you. Yes, he's rearranging stuff in your life right now. Oh yes, he's bringing order. Order, order in your life. You begin to see the ideas. You begin to see. You begin to see. You begin to see. I'm, I'm telling you. May God remove all the bottlenecks. All the bottlenecks. May they be removed. All the obstacles. All the excuses. Anything that will become a, an obstacle and a hurdle in your life. May God remove it right now. In the name of Jesus. May your faith rise to believe. May your faith rise to believe that you can do it. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it. And may 2024 be a different year for you. May 2024 be a different year for your business. May 2024 be a different year for your company. May 2024 be a different year for your career. In the name of Jesus. Your career is changing this year. In the name of Jesus. Hey, you're going higher in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. We glorify you. Now you can give him thanks. And glorify him. Hallelujah. Give him thanks. You can stand to your feet and give him thanks. Magnify. Father, we give you thanks for doing it. 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 I think we can do better than that. Let's lift our hands. Let's clap our hands. Whatever we can do, open them up. We give you thanks for doing it. For writing, for writing, for writing. For writing the ideas, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give you my personal experience. I never take lightly what I feel God impressing upon my heart. Even when it does not make sense. You see where we are as a church? It's because I'm a good implementer of God's ideas in my spirit and in my soul. Anything God tells me, I take it very seriously. Even this year, when we were, this time that we are fasting, I have a folder of many things that God was speaking to me, and I wrote all of them. And from tomorrow, I begin implementing them. So, some of you, as you are praying, something has dropped in your spirit. Don't take it lightly. Pursue it. You understand? You might look like it and say, ah, he's thin. So, how will I do it? 
it, it doesn't have to make sense. It only has to make God sense. It doesn't have to make common sense. And if it makes God sense, then do it. I say do it. Jesus told the servants, no, the mother of Jesus told the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Imagine with me if Isaac argued with God and told God, God, don't you see this famine? I can't. I am going. He could not have begun prospering, continued prospering, until he became prosperous. So what God is impressing upon your heart, do it. If it is farming, go and do it. If it is start a business, start it. Amen? Whatever it is, he's saying, start. Don't say, oh, I don't have capital. So you start first. You start first. Capital will find you on the way. In fact, I've realized, anytime you don't have an idea, even money is allergic to you. Money looks at you and says, this guy, ah, let's go and look for Bill Gates. Because he has an idea that can benefit humanity. You get what I'm saying? Write it down. Write whatever you feel from this altar. Write it down. Hmm? And start working on it. You understand what I'm saying? And this is what, you see, God is dealing with you people differently. Yeah, different. Some of you, the idea that God has given you is to get married. That's what he's saying, get married. You don't believe that's an idea. It's a very good idea. Yeah. Hmm? Some of you, God is speaking to you, telling you, remove this from your expenses. It's an idea. Cut off this. You've been drinking a lot of Coca-Cola. Cut it. It's an idea. It might look very minute or petty. But let me tell you, if you can't obey God in small things, how can you obey him in big things? Are we together? You look very sad. I thought you should be happy. Are you happy? So write it down. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to write something down and I'm going to implement it immediately. Yes. Isaac sowed. He did something. God told him to stay, but he also sowed in the land and began to prosper. Praise the Lord. If you continue to read that story, you will realize that even the Philistines who envied him tried to fight him. But because the idea was in his life, he was unstoppable. People can fight you, but they can never fight your idea. Ah, you didn't hear what I say. They can fight you, they can gossip you, they can say whatever they want to do, but they will never stop the idea from coming to pass. <sighs> Lift your hand one more time. Father, may the idea become clear in their hearts right now. May it be so clear May they know it is you speaking to them. In Jesus' name, we shout a big amen. You can go back.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.